0: debbie is everything marketplace finding the talent is art i'd say i leave it to them while i carve my name marketplace marketplace debbie is everything marketplace finding the talent is art i'd say i leave it to them while i carve my name hey welcome 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 to another episode of the debbie marketplace podcast kane Chain, and Ellie back with you again today we're gonna help you if your team sucks all right and i know all you're looking forward to in your dynasty leagues is the 2023 rookie draft uh we all have at least one team that that's kind of the goal you're just hoping that you know your your wide receiver one which is really not good at fantasy football doesn't randomly score uh 20 points like that raiders wide receiver that you occasionally get saddled with in a in a best ball league that randomly goes out for like 20 points um
1: I started Matt Collins this week in the league. So. Hey, noise! I lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad that team is. That's a dream.
0: Um, so we're going to talk about the 2023 rookie drafts, and we're going to do a way too early 2023 rookie mock draft for you. We're going to get through two rounds today, um, and then Shane's going to teach us something. We're all going to do a buy, sell, and unknown stock, and uh, then we're going to be out of here, and we'll try to keep it uh, short and succinct for you. Um. Uh, Nelly, you're the youngest. You can go first. Yeah, I want to go first.
2: I never get to go first for these. And let's go with Bijan. Bijan is, we, we talked about on the second podcast. He might be, though, running back one in Dynasty by the time the draft comes around. Uh, I think at worst, he's a top three running back instantly. Uh, so
0: locked and loaded 101 in 2023. Bijan Mustardson off the board. Shane, how about you?
1: Well, I, look, I'm going to go full Homer here, and I'm going to take CJ Stroud, quarterback Who? of the Ohio State University, Cornelius Bernard Stroud, nope.
0: <laughs> Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth. Yeah, Cornelius also great. Name. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I I just kind of wanted to be Cornelius now. Yeah, I think that's I like it. Yeah, I like it. So I, I need to change I didn't change my Debbie rankings in our secret shopper to to that. I I think I deleted it at some point. But look, CJ uh, Stroud, quarterback. The Ohio State University, I mean, you know, ha- had maybe a rough go against Notre Dame, but since then he's been on fire. Lit up Wisconsin. Hasn't had Jackson Smith the jigba. I think from a passing perspective, he is the best quarterback in this class. And you, you could argue taking Bryce Young in fantasy over him, but uh, I'll take Stroud here.
0: Uh, one thing I don't have to do is argue taking Bryce Young over him because I'm not left with CJ Stroud as a choice. Um, I think this realistically is are, the three best players for your fantasy draft right now in 2023. Uh, whatever order you're in, the, having the 103 is really, really solid right now. I think there's a chance that the 104 might be really, really solid, and you might get one of these players if, you know, you get some crazy hype from someone, um, some crazy landing spots, right? Uh, but I'm going to take Bryce Young at 103. He hasn't looked as good as he did last year. I'm not sure what's going on with that offense, 100%, sure. Uh, but they're, they'll find their stride. their Alabama. Alabama. Uh, they'll figure it out, and Bryce Young is just really, really good. So I'm going to take him at the 103 here. Nelly, up to you. Yeah, so I think you can start to look at wide receiver here, but I'm
2: still gonna stick with a running back. I'm taking my running back two in this class, the guy who I think who has the highest ceiling out of the remaining running backs, and that's Zach Evans running back now at Ole Miss, previously at TCU, he's a former five for star recruit. He's six foot, two fifteen, like good athlete, everything you look for. He's been super efficient at Ole Miss, like he was at, at TCU. Now there's um He's been splitting work with uh, freshman Quinchon Judkins. I think that will to balance out more as they get into SEC play, and they they need to rely a little bit more on on Evans to win games. But I think regardless, like I think he's a he's a, a round two running back with workhorse potential, and and so that's the upside at at this pick.
0: And I think you have an interesting pick here.
1: I thought Noah was going to make it easy for
0: me, and then he decided not.
1: not to. Uh, I would, I, would I, I don't
0: hate the Evans pick. I think he'd no, be going I, I don't think it's for a full three down running back. I think Zach Evans is that guy.
1: Uh I, I think I, I think I'm gonna stick Homer here. I'm gonna take Jackson Smith, the Jigba wide receiver for the Ohio State University. I know he's been hurt with a hamstring injury. I don't really care. Like, if don't even play this year. You know, Jamar Chase. He he has those kind of numbers as a second-year player. Um, I think he's easily a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. Probably the top receiver off the board or pretty darn close. If that's the case, I'll take that production. I'll take that profile. I'll take I'll take it all day uh, on my fantasy team. Yeah,
0: worth mentioning. This is a super flex tight end premium draft. Just so everyone knows, like we always do. Um. Uh, So 106, I just put that I had JSN at 106. That would be a dream. Um, I just numbered it wrong in the chat. Uh, 106 for me is a toughie here. I'm between two players. I think these two players are in the exact same tier for me right now, uh, between a running back and a wide receiver. I just know that the people I play fantasy football with uh, value the running back more. Right. Uh, So at 106, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs, the uh, running back at Alabama. I know he hasn't gotten a lot of work on the ground, like nine carries is the most carries that he's gotten. Uh, But he also has 17 receptions through four games like he's getting the work in the passing game. We know that he he'll work in an outside zone system, you know, running the ball. Um, Alabama runs a lot of power. Right they have the best offensive line in the country, they can run a lot of power and be really successful with it. Um, so I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs here. I know it's not going to have the cleanest projection um, just because I think he's just mainly going to catch a ton of passes at Alabama. And that's pretty much all he's going to do. Uh, but I'll take that because those, what, what do they say, Nelly? One target is worth 2.7 times more fantasy football points than a carry on average. Yeah, he's
2: getting those high value touches. What does he? Is he Bama's leading receiver on the year? He's definitely close to. It if he's not, uh,
0: it's. I think it's him and TreShaun Holden. <laughs> what a time! <laughs> what a time! Can't believe we'd been here. You know, uh, but I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs. I think we saw that he can run the ball at Georgia Tech, right, and be successful in that scheme. So, I'm going to take Gibbs here and just hope. I think it, at this point we he pretty much is close to locked in hundred top one hundred capital at this point so I'll take it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. At the one hundred and seven, I'm going wide receiver, and I actually considered this guy at the one hundred and four. I'm going Jordan Addison, wide receiver at USC, formerly a Pitt. Um, he transferred up in levels. He's he's paired up with Caleb Williams, and he's been so good this year. Right, like. There's another guy here along with JSN who I think are are top three tier at wide receiver, but Addison's been by far the best this season. Um, I think he's answered questions that we've had of him. He's going to be a first-round wide receiver. He has six touchdowns on the year already. He's um, over 300 yards. He's like dominating the the metrics at, at USC, and that's a talented wide receiver room. So give me Jordan Addison here.
1: Hey, I'm offended, Deli, that you said he transferred up from Pitt to USC. Uh, come on, like ACC's better than Pac-12 as it is. And uh, two, had some trouble there with Oregon State's Rajon Wright. Uh, so we'll see. But no, I, J- Addison's a good pick. I would. Have I love them. how you're.
0: I love how you're hyping up the ACC like they haven't been carried by Clemson for the last ten years. Or
1: like Pitt carried them last year. You know, it they, <laughs> they was on Pitt's back. That's what it was. Here. Yeah, because
0: DJU wasn't doing anything. <laughs>
1: um, at the 108, I I'll, I'll take I'll take the fallen star, Keishawn Boutte, wide receiver. At LSU, I know people watched that first game and saw him dog the touchdown catch and then just dropped him down their rankings. I mean, once again, here's a player who produced last year, uh, you know, huge games against Auburn, against UCLA, against Kentucky. His freshman year, we know what he did at the end of the season. Like he's, he's athletic. He's, he's talented. I think he's going to bounce back. And, you know, he's going to be a top 50 pick, I think. Worst cases like George Pickens, what happened to him. And I think this is fair value
0: there. I don't like this spot. I think this spot uh, is pretty much as rough as you can get it right now. To be just completely honest with you. Um, but if we're trying to project, right, the 23 class. I hate this player so much.
2: Are you going to do it, Kane?
0: I have it on him for an entire podcast. But I have to take Will Levis here. I think, I think if we're just looking at the 23 class, right, I think Will Levis has a solid shot of being drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. And with that, for me, comes first-round pick in rookie drafts right uh for me it's baked in i'm not i'm not letting that slip anymore and sure you'll get burned by a few right the Dwayne haskins um r.i.p the uh pick any other bad (laughs) quarterback that that you draft in the first round it happens just about every year right uh but i don't think will levis is great but if if you're giving the nfl the tools of being athletic enough to run for first downs throwing it 50 yards down the field like with velocity i think the nfl is going to appreciate that so i guess i'll take what left at the 109 even though i don't like him
2: yeah i was gonna go with him at the 110 cane if you let him come to me i think I think, like, you you can compare him to uh, Daniel Jones, right, who's, like, not a very good quarterback, but he's yeah. athletic enough to run, low efficiency in college, just like Levis. Um, but when you're a first-round quarterback, you start for a few years, and if you can run, you're competent for fantasy. So getting that at the 109 is good value. Um, 110, I'm going with Tank Bigsby running back at Auburn. Um, I I wish this guy transferred out of Auburn so badly. I don't know how they convinced him to stay, but I think he's made his talent uh relatively evident over the years. I this past week he ran for like 45 50 yards against against Missouri. He had like 70 yards after contact. Um he's he's uh, being a little bit screwed by situation, but he I think he has the pedigree, right? He was a high four-star. He's produced each year. He had over a 1,000 yards last year. He had a good freshman season. He's going to put up accumulator numbers this year, and he's catching the ball a little bit too. It's just another one of those situations where if he gets the draft capital, he's he's a good archetype to be drafting.
1: I think it's fair. I, yeah, I was kind of hoping Tank would be there, to be honest with you. I uh, hope that – Didn't get that. This is tough because I feel like I have two players that if you aren't performing as well, I'm going to, I'm going to play safety here. I'm going to go with the safe pick at the 111. 11. I'm going to take Michael Mayer. No Notre Dame. Uh, Tight end premium. You're getting first round draft capital uh, and potentially top 20, maybe even top 15 draft capital. He's probably not going to work out and his production speaks for itself. I think Mayer's gonna go very high uh and so 10 and premium i'll take him here not 10 and premium i would wait till the second round all
0: right so it's the 112 um and i want to completely preface this by saying that if this player is in the 23 draft that means he's probably getting like top 50 capital right um and that's that's our guy, the complete projection uh, at the one twelve, Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't think he is going to, with the way that he's played so far, I don't think he's going to join the twenty three draft, right? Um, but if he does join the twenty three draft, I believe he still is going to get top fifty capital. Um, yeah, I I know Shane's making me f- making a face right now. I don't-
1: Jevin Snead, like I have seen guys declare and not get drafted. It's, it, it could happen.
0: Yeah, but those guys aren't 6'4, 240, can throw a ball 70 yards and can run a 4'4, right? Like, all right, so you can go in of, the fourth
1: round, that'd be good.
0: But like all of those tools, right? I, I don't think you can find those um, all in one player, like, if, if we want to say that Will Levis is toolsy, then we have to say that Anthony Richardson is toolsy. You know what I mean? And I, I completely get if you want to say, like, well, when he faces some quality opponents that aren't Utah, like, he doesn't do well. Right? And I completely understand where you're coming from. Like, I think he stares down his main receivers too much. I think that he makes poor choices. And I think he relies on his his arm talent way more than he should at this point in time. Right? But if he can, if he plays well, or at least well enough to know that he's going to get some solid draft capital, then he enters the draft, right? But he's not going to enter the draft just willy nilly. I don't think. I know Shane's like I've seen. I've seen it. it. I've I've seen, I mean, I just never want to want to
1: guarantee that. You know?
0: No, I I know, but I th- I think with all the information that we have, no, that's fair right, now compared to then, right? Even compared to a few years ago, um, I I think the advisory committee is a lot better now than it ever has been, and the addition of that has made better choices for for college students going into the NFL. I I think that's a good thing. I mean, I think they're going to be very honest with Anthony Richardson, right? Um, So the assumption here is if he's in the NFL, if he declares... I'm assuming that someone's told him he's at least getting top 50 capital. Um, so I'm going with that.
1: It, it's fair. The upside's there for sure. So,
0: Shane, you want to give us a recap of the first round?
1: Absolutely. The, the 101, we have Bijan Robinson. The 102, we have Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth quarterback the ohio state university 103 we have bryce young quarterback alabama 104 we have zach evans running back mississippi 105 jackson smith the jigbo wide receiver the ohio state university 106 jameer gibbs running back alabama 107 jordan addison wide receiver southern Cal. 108 kashaun boutte wide receiver lsu 109 will levis quarterback kentucky 110 tank bigsby running back auburn 111 michael Mayer, tight notre dame 112 anthony richardson Quarterback, Florida.
0: All right, Nelly, it's up to you.
2: Two hundred one, pretty easy pick for me here. This guy for me is pretty close with Tank Bigsby, and that's Sean Tucker, running back at Syracuse. Um, he's been a big time producer in the past. He's also started to put out. He's put up good numbers this year. He's had a couple tough matchups. He failed Kane's Purdue test that that he made up, but. He's catching a ton of balls this season he's efficient with that and he's another one of these archetypes, right like if he goes second third round he's he's like 210 pounds, he's athletic he runs like a four three, four four, forty. four four40 he's catching passes I'm just that's the type of archetype that I like to bet on and I'll continue to do it here with Sean Tucker.
0: he crushed it last week against Virginia um, Nell er, uh, Shane, how about the 202? <laughs> That was Sarcasm uh by the way, from- yeah, he didn't play well. he had twenty one carries for sixty yards. two straight games under three yards to carry,
2: but he tweeted That's out he said he wasn't pleased with his performance, but he was pleased with the team's outcome.
0: I think you have you have bit into this just because of these tweets that he puts out every week. no, I was a fan I you I think you, I think you raised tweets. him up ranks for his honesty in tweets <laughs>
2: uh. No, I mean, I was a fan before the tweets, but the tweets sure locked me in. Like,
1: I'm not going anywhere. Well, at the 202, like, I bashed Kane's Anthony Richardson pick, and I'm going to do the same thing (laughs) 202. I'm going to take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver for TCU, and I'm essentially doing the same thing that Kane did, right? Because Quentin Johnston has been god-awful this year for uh, TCU. He is currently sixth on the team in receiving yards. Um, which is not great, but he's 6'4, 215, runs a 4'4 flat. Uh, the, the athletic upside's great, and TCU has not gotten into Big 12 play. I'm hoping the quarterback play's been so bad. I'm hoping that Quinn Johnston's past two years are meaningful. Um, this Oklahoma game last year was absolutely spectacular. You know, I'll take the upside of a player with those tools, at least getting day two draft capital. And see what happens from there. Uh, so I'll apologize to Kane for bashing Anthony Richardson because that's basically what Quentin Johnston is too. Yeah, you know, no, their I, usage like, of him it.
2: is negligent, gross negligence. I can't believe they don't they don't feature him there. But maybe yeah, it's him. Next, I don't know. The
0: next Jalen Rager, am I right? Um, <laughs> don't say that. Um, so this is this is one guy I don't understand his usage at his school. Um, like, but it's been like good enough. Um, I think he's the best wide receiver on his team by a large margin. But he doesn't always get targets. Like he's the best option. Um, it's Marvin Mims is who I'm taking at the two o three. Marvin Mims, is the wide receiver at Oklahoma. I think he's been solid. I think you get you get a guy that can work a little inside, a little outside. Though I don't think he's as great outside. Um, but you have uh, he's 5'11, 184. So you're basically the projection is a slot wide receiver, right? Um, but it's a slot wide receiver that can work down the field. And as kind of the NFL progresses, I think you're going to run into um, the stretches, you know, the field stretchers from the slot a lot more. Um, and, and we already have, right? There's like so many slot guys get drafted that kind of have that ability. Um, so I'm going to go Marvin Mims here at the 203. I think. I think he's going to get that, that day two capital, and that's kind of what I'm looking for here.
2: Yeah, that's a great pick. He's he's been rising up ranks because he's had a strong start to the season. I was actually looking at his his usage data on PFF. His ADOT is over 20 yards, so he's getting ta- he's getting targeted downfield on average over 20 yards downfield. Uh, and his slot rates like seventy five percent, so that's a very unique combination. He's a he's a unique player because he's small and he's not particularly fast, but he's a really good deep threat. Yeah. Um, Two hundred four, another wide receiver here. You were kind of describing him at the beginning. Usage is a little bit unique. Uh, Josh Downs at UNC.
0: He's been. He was the other guy I was debating with. It was Mims and Downs. I think they're very similar players.
2: Yeah, they are. It's it's interesting though because Downs is kind of the opposite in terms of his A dot is very shallow. He his yards for catches is low as well as a result of that. Um, So that worries me a little bit. We saw that most recently with Rondell Moore. I worry we get a little bit of Rondell with Josh Downs, but. I think the production's hard to ignore. Like last year, his his production, his team adjusted production was absolutely absurd. Like best in the country. He's done that this year when he's healthy. So I think at the two hundred four, with the speed that he's going to run with, I think he'll get the draft capital as well. Um, so I like that here.
1: Yeah, I, I that would have been an easy pick for me. And now I I'm, I'm just lost. Uh, Cause I have, like, <laughs> I have like three guys. None of them feel great. So I'm going to, I think I'm just going to go for the one with the most upside. I think and at the 205, is Jalen McMillan, wide receiver for Washington, um, who finally is kind of hitting his stride as, as Michael Penix is having a good season as the quarterback there. McMillan, highly tied recruit, you know, 6'1, 185, very fast, very athletic. He's caught at least four passes in every game this year. He has three touchdowns. Um, it, I just like the athletic upside. If Washington does emerge as a contender, I think McMillan's profile could end up in the first round. I don't think it's completely out of the question.
0: Yeah. That was going to be my pick. Kind of had him kind of set for that. <laughs> Sorry, um, but Jim. I'm, I'm going to go back to a guy that I think is just going to get top 100 capital at the running back position. Now, this is a guy that coming into the season, we're like, you guys, you should pick him up because he's basically free. Um, now we've seen that he is a very good pass catcher at Georgia. Uh, Kenny McIntosh is just a solid running back. Um, he can run between the tackles like he's bigger than you think he is. He's coming in at two hundred ten pounds. Like he's what six foot six one, two hundred ten pounds. Like a solid size. Um, so I'm gonna take him here at the 206. Um, I think we're pretty set to ha- kind of have that uh that top one hundred capital with a guy like Kenny McIntosh. Yeah, if James Cook could that could get it, Kenny
2: McIntosh can as well. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, two oh seven here. I'm going with a guy who I've kind of faded, but I'm starting to come around on, and that's Zach Charbonnet running back at UCLA. Um Senior, right, he's a senior. We expected him to declare last year. He didn't. He came back for his fourth year. He's dealt with a little bit of injuries. Um, but he's been good when he's played this year. And I just think, I know I keep beating the point, but he's big. He's 6'1", 220. He's a fast, like he's a good athlete. I think he got clocked at like a four 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 five. Um He put up good numbers at Michigan his, for his freshman season before transferring. And then last year he put up 1,200 yards. And he's been catching the ball as well. Um, so like if he can get that draft capital, which I question a little bit because he didn't declare last year. And so that's a little bit of a, of a question mark for me, but if he gets the capital that his production athleticism, um, insinuates that he might, then, then I think at the 207, that's good value.
1: Uh, the 208, I'm going to take the real quarterback three of this class. And that's Hendon Hooker quarterback at Tennessee. Uh, Like, he's no interceptions so far this season. He outplayed Anthony Richardson when they played against each other, won that game over 70% completion, already has over 1,100 yards. He's missing his top receiver, still performed against Florida. Um, You know, beat Pitt. He played really well in the SEC last year, and I think he's finally getting that recognition that he should have gotten last year that for some reason the Senior Bowl and every other All-Star game just (laughs) ignored Hendon Hooker um, so uh, you know, he came came out in that bowl game against Purdue and threw for five touchdowns. He passed the Purdue test three seventy eight five touchdowns uh, <laughs> and Hooker QB three.
0: Interesting pick there. Um, I'm just going to preface this and say I don't like my next pick. Okay, not a whole lot needs to be said. Uh, I think right now this feller sneaks his way in to top 100 capital, though I don't like it. Uh, it's Blake Corum running back at Michigan. Like I think he's played well enough to kind of show that he's at least a two and a third down back. No, he's not like a full three down back, but like he's serviceable enough. Um I think he runs hard. I think he, you know, he does what you would want to do. I think there's no way that he's going to be like a, you know, a top 12, top 15 running back ever in fantasy football in the NFL. Um, but he reminds me a lot of David Montgomery. Um, and I'll, I would take that. The only problem with Blake Home, right is he's 5'8", kind of, the, kind of the big knock. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets measured and he's actually 5'7", right? Like, uh, kind of one of those things. So... um. He's fine.
2: Yeah, he's been a riser. His his start to the season has
0: been incredible.
2: Two ten out Edwards, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've had to rely on him. Give me Jacob Cowling at the two ten. Arizona wide receiver transferred from U U University of Texas El Paso. Um, He had absurd efficiency and and team-adjusted metrics at at UTEP, and he's transferred that to Arizona, playing against better competition. Uh, He's had a very strong start to the year. He's always open. He's very fast, and I think that teams will like him as well. I think he's a a day-two guy. Um, So, yeah, give me Jacob Cowan.
1: yeah I, i'm gonna go with the anti-jacob killing and i'm at the 211 i'm gonna take cedric tillman who's you know basically the opposite like extremely productive not super athletic but i mean just i guess i'm stacking hendon hooker and cedric tillman here you know six probably gonna be six two and a half, two fifteen. 215 um had over a thousand yards receiving last year 12 touchdowns he was kind of on pace to, to crush that in those first two games, had over 200 yards receiving. Um, it, I, I think he's just a good wide receiver. He's a good route runner. He's great with the ball in the air. He's great at 50-50 balls. I think day two is well within his wheelhouse that the Sanko injury isn't too bad. That doesn't seem like it is.
0: Uh, so the 212, I am at a loss. I'm between my heart and my brain at this point, and it's never a great spot to be for me um, since I'm the last pick I can kind of at least explain my thought process a little bit I'm between two running backs um, I'm between the one that I think is going to get better draft capital um, a guy like Kendall Milton at Georgia or a guy that just completely has my heart in Devon a chain um, which there's a chance he could get solid draft capital too. Uh, because he's that fast, and God, Texas A and M's a terrible team. Um, my my heart won, so I'm gonna go with Devin Achain here at the two twelve. I think if there's a chance that you know Kendall Milton can get day two capital, I think Devin Achain can as well. The only problem is I don't think that. Uh, the production at least the amount of touches will be there for a chain as much as they would be readily available for kendall milton um i think a chain is a little bit more of a could be used as more of a gadget guy right that incredible speed you know work to get him out in space a return guy things like that uh but if i could see him weigh in at 200 pounds i'd be ecstatic but we know we know 4-2 something's coming, right? Like, he's I, that fast.
1: I have not getting drafted above Kendall Milton right now, so.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I would expect the same. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Milton doesn't declare. I could yeah. see him going back for another year at Georgia.
0: Just kind of being the guy. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I mean, you want recap? to give a re- Yeah, uh,
0: give a recap and then uh, teach us something.
1: Yeah, two o one. Sean Tucker, running back, Syracuse. Two o two. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Two o three. Marvin Mims, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Two o four. Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. Two o five. Jalen McMillan, wide receiver, Washington. Two o six. Kenny McIntosh, running back, Georgia. Two o seven. Zach Charbonnet, running back, UCLA. Two o eight. Hendon Hooker, quarterback, Tennessee. Two o nine. Blake Corum, running back, Michigan. Two ten. Jacob Cowing, wide receiver, Arizona. Two eleven Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, Tennessee, and two twelve Devin Achain, running back, Texas AM. and So, Kane, you had a request last week. So I don't remember it.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk
1: DB Cooper today. Yeah. And oh, isn't history. that
0: a neat story?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if 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 you've never heard it out there, um, November twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one, a man identified himself as Dan Cooper hijacked a Boeing 727 from Portland to Seattle. Uh, He basically demanded a a $200,000 ransom uh, when the plane landed today, that'd be about $1.3 million. So, you know, a decent amount. Um, And he wanted four parachutes. And so they landed, they got him the money. He had the crew refuel the plane and fly to Mexico city. And so um, the pilot and Two of the flight attendants and him flew to Mexico City. About 30 minutes in, he opens the door, puts on a parachute, and jumps out of the plane with the money. And they never found him. Um, It was in southwest Washington state. He'd never been found. Uh, Kind of interestingly, D.B. Cooper is what he's known as because the first suspect, that was the suspect's actual name was D.B. Cooper, That was not what the guy called himself. He called himself Dan Cooper. Um, There was really no leads. Like the FBI kind of thinks he probably didn't make it. Um, He actually picked the wrong parachute. He picked the worst parachute. So it wasn't, he definitely was no expert in this, Uh, but they found some of the money in 1980 floating down a river. A boy found this money packaged up and it hadn't, it was not from the fall. It had been several months since it had been placed in the river uh so it's kind of wild like still hasn't been found the money hasn't been recovered Uh, a couple years ago they basically gave up the search they're like we're done you know we're not going to keep looking but if something comes up that's it but db cooper one of the rare i don't know just weird stories that people have there's a ton of suspects time to look into as a rabbit hole you can really fall down
0: and the fun part is to look into the terrain too in which they believe that he jumped Right, Because it's like a lot of hills, there's a lot of water, there's a lot of trees. Like, not great area to parachute into. <laughs> not smart to do. Yeah, like mountains, uh, hills, trees, water. Not like the best for, for like landing a parachute. Uh, so, yeah, it's super interesting. There's like a ton of movies and stuff about D.B. Cooper. I don't know. I think it's neat. I, d- I dig it. I think
1: it's interesting.
0: Uh, but let's just dive into these uh, buys, sells, and unknown stocks. Nelly, you want to kick her off?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go NFL for this. Uh, I am buying Romeo Dobbs. He had a great week this week with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like it's gone kind of under the radar. But he had eight catches, I think 70, 70-something yards and a touchdown. And he caught every target thrown his way. So I think that's a sign of confidence from Aaron Rodgers. He led the team in targets. Uh, but he's a fourth round pick, right? So, like, guy, the market's going to be a little bit slow to come around on him. But um, I've liked what I've seen. I'm okay with buying him at a slightly inflated price right now because I
1: think it continues to rise. Um, I will sell. Right, I, I don't want inter- to. I don't want to interrupt you. But what is there a rookie receiver that you would move for him straight up that was worth more than him before? Yeah,
2: yeah. I him. think. I think uh, Sky Moore. I would probably move Sky Moore for him. I don't know if you can at this point, but I think that's something I would do, especially if you have a bunch of SkyMore shares. I'm just thinking through this because I do and I don't have any. I have one Dobbs share. So
0: maybe I'll go and put that into practice. Christian Moore, Are you are you trying to get like a fourth round pick attached to Dobbs? No, I, th- I think I think they're it?
2: probably even in value right now. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't think guys like Wandale or David Bell, you can sell for him right now. I think he's probably. Above them in value um, but go, I wouldn't sell Burks for him or pickens would for you him. go
0: would you go step step up from sky Moore, which is like Pickens Jameson Williams type or no no I'd prefer those still but I think it's getting close
2: right like i am okay with with like if you get a little bit of plus on the dob side i would I would take that for those guys that you named um, I am selling and This is like a sell low. I'll sell Justin Fields for what I can get at this point. Um, They're just like, they're not even letting him throw the ball. And when he does, he's proving why they're not letting him throw the ball. Um, I think if you can get uh, like a random 2023 first one, that's not projected to be super late, I would sell for that. I think if you could flip him for Kenny Pickett plus a little bit, I'd do that. Um, I just think now is a better time to move off him than when you can't get A premier asset which would be a 2023 first um so he's down i just i don't know if you're gonna find a better time to sell than that Uh, and my unknown is trevor lawrence who i've been down on in the past and he's proven me wrong so far this season and the reason why it's an unknown is because i was just his price tag was too high for me before the season and it's gone up right so like while my opinion on him has come around I'm more confident in him. His price tag is probably still a little bit too high for me. Um, but it's interesting to to project how he'll do the rest of the season, where that could leave his price in Dynasty, because he, is all, he has the ability to end being a first-round startup pick by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go next, because I was also planning on doing a little bit in the NFL side. Um, so I'm going to start with my sell. I'm selling Elijah Moore. Um, I don't want the wide receiver two in a Jets offense. Um, Here's a question for you. And I talked about this in the Dynasty Wall Street, um, that by the time you listen to this, it'll already be out on the Dynasty Trade Calculator channel. Um, Do you want a 23 first or Elijah Moore? It'd be a late 23 first. The first. That's where I'm at as well. Are you... There as well, Shane.
1: First, and I actually, I'm going to go, I, I made that Sky Moore offer, and I'm going to go make the sell Elijah Moore for first offers now.
0: Okay. Um, a guy I'm buying on the flip side is Terry McLaurin. Um, I think we have to be cognizant that of the up and down <laughs> games of Carson Wentz, right? I think we have to be very aware of that. But at the same point, I think like Terry McLaurin, like, he realized that if you trade for him now, he's going to die on your team, right? I think that's the first thing that you have to know. Um, but I don't think you have to give up a 23 first, right? I think you can kind of get a little shifty, whether that's tearing down from a guy that's a little bit higher um, or, you know, I guess, Nelly, would you rather have Elijah Moore or Terry McLaurin on your team?
2: I'd rather have McLaurin at this point.
0: Shane, are you feel the same?
1: Yeah, I th- I think it's c- close though.
0: I I have Elijah Moore right now because I think you can trade Elijah Moore for a 23 first. Not sure you can trade McLaurin for a 23 first. No, that's fair. Um so that's a I think McLaurin's a a worthwhile um choice. Um and then for an unknown stock, um, I'm going to say Luther Burden, um, because I know I'm going back to Devi here, uh, but we know he's at Missouri. We know that when he's at Missouri, he's going to get a ton of targets. He just put out a cryptic message on Instagram or Twitter or something that said, I'm waiting. Uh, he took off all of his ties to Missouri off of all of his social media stuff. Um, don't know what that's all about, but what I can tell you is that, uh, if I have the chance to buy Luther burden now for a lower price and have him transfer to a better school, uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, because if he goes to a bigger school, he's just gonna get so many targets and he's going to end up being, I think he's already going to be a first round pick in rookie drafts in that class in 25. Um, but I think there's a chance that we could be talking about kind of a top three, top four pick at that point at a bigger school. So that's my unknown stock. How about you, Shane?
1: Look, I'm almost done with these Elijah Moore offers. I'm just trying to (laughs) wheel these out. Um, no, mine's, uh, mine's going to be Debbie focused. My buy kind of a, a guy we did not take in our, um, Debbie Mock, but I think is getting a lot of NFL draft buzzes. Rasheed Rice, wide receiver SMU. Uh, and I think he's a guy that needs to be on the radar. Like, maybe I should have taken him over Cedric Tillman. I think it's very possible he goes round two, round three. Uh, so I think a Debbie, you know, take note of that. I think for he could be an interesting rookie, depleted rookie pick target. And C2C, you know, I I would look to trade for him. I think because he's such a good CFF asset, too. You could trade a Kendall Milton maybe for Rasheed Rice and something, um, even like a freshman, like a Jamarian Miller, I would trade for Rasheed Rice. You might be able to get that done. I, I think C2C, you could get him, get help on your CFF team and potentially get a top 100 pick. i sells a guy we did not take, another guy we didn't take in our um, in our draft, but I think we would have a year ago, and that's Parker Washington, wide receiver, Penn State. It's like Mitchell T- Mitch Tinsley – is getting even playing time. Washington has not looked as good as he ever did as a freshman. He's not Jahan Dotson. So, I mean, I, I would try to move him right now if you have him in a Debbie League for Ja'Cory Brooks and Amike Buka, uh, NFL-wise, maybe for a Christian Kirk, someone like that. Um, maybe you could move him. I think still enough name recognition. And then my unknown is Donovan Edwards. And if we're taking Blake Corum, the 2 and 9 what happens when Donovan Edwards comes back from injury? Is he going to get sidelined? Does his value drop? And then in a year, I don't think there's a better running back than him on the roster. So he's probably going to get that starting job in a year for Michigan. I feel like there's going to be a dip where you can buy, and then there's going to be a sell window later. Uh, so I'm not sure if, if I want to try to play that game or not.
0: Well, that is it here. At the uh, Devi Marketplace, uh, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you, and as always, Gaima row the boat, go Gophers, and whatever Ohio State says, go Bucks. And Nelly, he doesn't have a favorite team. Uh, all right, I guess is is it Pitt? Is Pitt, your favorite team? No.
1: He's bit earlier in this show, so I hope you say not. go
0: Hawks, Mountain Hawks, baby. All right. Two regular teams and Nelly. Well, thanks so much (laughs) for listening. Have a good night.